This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Make my worth something that is more than my boyfriend. I want to be known for something other than who I'm dating. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. It's Thursday, so that means real life daters are coming on to share their real, sometimes shocking, and always unfiltered experiences. Think you're alone out there? Think you're the only one whose ex hooked up with your mom or whose last date ended up being a catfish? Think again. Uh, my name is Bianca. Um, I live in um, Orland Park. It's one of the Chicago suburbs. Um, I'm 31 years old. Um, I do have a daughter. She's seven. So I'm a single mom. Um, besides being a single mom, I am a psychiatric nurse. Um, my full-time job right now is I am in behavioral home health. So I work with the geriatric population and you know, I, once they're done medically with regular medical nurses, I come in if they're showing signs of like depression or anxiety related to, you know, like if they just got into surgery, if they just got out of the hospital, um, if they need some extra home, um, I go there, treat them for anxiety, depression, kind of do some, you know, like cognitive behavioral therapy, aromatherapy kind of process, you know, their feelings and what's going on, especially, you know, relating to their medical issues. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I chart from home, so I get to work from home. So that's amazing. Um, I have two other part-time jobs. I work on the weekends. So on Fridays, I work at a smaller hospital on the adult psychiatric unit, um, probably like an hour and away, an hour away. So, um, and on the weekends, I'm actually a server at this restaurant that's like right next to my place. So I just, to me, I just genuinely love people and I love talking to people. My nursing job is like my real job, real, real big girl job. And then my serving job is just my fun job. I get to work with my friends. I get to talk to people. I get to kind of hang out and get people drunk at the same time too. So yeah, that's it. You're awesome. I love everything you just said. I want to be your friend. (laughs) I try to balance everything and I try to be like well-rounded. And I think, um, yeah, I think that's where I'm at with like my, my dating life too. And, you know, just being single. And I think being single is a really big part of me being able to do all those things and kind of be a go-getter, which is, I'm grateful for that, but yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. You know, I kind of want to start off just by asking, based on everything you said you do, Mm -hmm. what have you learned about yourself through these jobs? Oh, I love these kind of questions. So I feel like the biggest thing that I can take from, you know, my nursing experience and dealing with all these different type of populations and clientele in a psych facility, um, we are basically, we are all different, but we're all dealing with the same things. And depending on how well you can cope with them, like we're honestly, I always tell people all the time, we are two bad decisions being away from being in a mental health unit. And yeah. it really does depend wow. on, you know, where you've, where you've been through, what you've been through, how you grew up, um, what you've learned from your parents and what you've seen in relationships around you. And if that's normal or not. And for me, when I see people that come in, you know, I don't even pay attention to their, um, psych diagnosis. Cause I feel like if you do know what they have, it kind of makes you biased. So I kind of go in get to know them a little bit. Why are you here? And I noticed that a lot of the, uh, the um, younger adults, they're there for relationship issues. And they're there because, you know, their boyfriend or girlfriend broke up with them and they're having a really hard time. And, you know, they do something impulsive and, you know, try to OD, whether it be like an actual suicide attempt or a cry for help. We, we are all going through it. And it, it, like I said before, it really does depend on how you're coping with it. And I feel like having friends is so important to kind of lift you up from that. That's another thing that I learned with nursing and with patients is having a really good support system is so big. And I don't think we even emphasize how important it is to have your friends around. And, you know, people get so tunnel visioned into relationships and having that end goal of finding someone to marry and have kids. And then when you get it and you get there, what now, you know, like people don't prepare for that. And that's why we even see older adults coming into mental health facilities too, because of what they're going through with divorces and their kids. And it's just, it's just hard, you know, like, it's just, how are you supposed to tell this person how to handle something when this person yes they're going through the same thing but they also their capacity for learning and their abilities to deal with it is different so yeah it's all about finding that fine line between you know what works for them it's really crazy because what it comes down to is we all just want to love and be loved and Some people have an easier journey getting there than others. But when we feel like there's risk of that being taken away, or when we feel like we've found that and it does get taken away, it's like literally a screw goes loose. And and I've, I know I've been there and I've, you know, had that cry for help and I've pushed my friends and family away. And I'm grateful that they continue to show up for me, even though maybe I didn't deserve it because of how I push them away. Yeah, absolutely. It it really is crazy. And, and it's very cool to hear from you as someone who has seen it across like generations of people. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Seen it and, you know, I've been through it too. And even going back to generations, even watching my mother who has horrible depression. And I mean, that's a whole nother story in itself. Um, long story short with that, I, my mother, was with our dad. Our dad was a stay-at-home dad. And then my mom, he was the only person that she's been with. So he left abruptly when I was 21. And I'm so it was about 10 years ago. So he left and she was absolutely heartbroken, absolutely torn apart. And it goes back with a generational thing where having parents that are from a different country, because I'm Filipino, um, mental health is still stigmatized there and how they grew up, they grew up in survival mode. Us, we aren't quite in survival mode anymore, but for them, it's you find someone, you build a life together, you stay together forever, no matter what. And if you get a divorce, that's kind of looked down upon. So seeing her go through 
what I see my patients going through and her crying late at night and being so depressed and being so focused on who she's going to end up with and who I'm going to grow old, who, who's going to marry me, you know, like I, what am I going to do? Like, there's like, I just want to shake her and be like, there's so much more to life than finding someone. And it's so scary that you can have this connection to someone and fall in love with someone and then they leave. And then all of a sudden you just don't know who you are anymore. Yeah. Because you, the scariest thing in the world that that's possible. Yes. And feeling that way, it's terrifying. Yeah. And and what's interesting is, you know, we're here to talk about dating, but so far we've talking, we've talked about, you know, everything, but, and I've learned all of these incredible things about you. And even before we were talking about your hobbies and different things that have nothing to do with dating. And so I just really want to applaud you for creating this world for yourself oh, and you. finding these things that make you who you are, because I think that's something that we don't, emphasize enough for ourselves and something that we all, even people who are in relationships, like I know I could be doing a better job at it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just wanted to call that out. I do want to ask, you mentioned you're a single mother. How did this happen? Um, So we were together when I was 19 and we were together for years and then we had a baby um you know I always whenever I talk to my friends I or patients too I always say that you know there I feel like every relationship it's almost like a season you know like you you're with someone and then you look back on your life and you're like oh I I remember that time in my life that was when I was more you know impulsive that was when I wasn't as self-aware. And this one, I was not as self-aware. This was my first relationship where I was like, oh, you don't have to be with someone for the rest of your life if you don't mesh well together. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, he was great. He's a great father. Like we co-parent throughout the week. So he has her half the week. I have her the other half. Um, we work really great as a team, but also, our personalities just did not mesh well. He's more of, logical, managerial, left side of the brain. I'm more, hey, let's, you know, let's stop and smell the roses a little bit. You know, let's go try this. Let's go, you know, let's go drive in the city and then let's just go look at the lights and just appreciate smaller things. And our parenting styles are different. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed 
for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. We so not an opposites attract kind of situation. <laughs> no, it was like opposite like oil and water. Like opposites are gonna be yeah. opposites. Like he's a Leo, I'm a Scorpio constant power struggle and that is true it's so true mm-hmm. um but i i call it my awakening my awakening was when i was bartending at um you know one of my first like bartending jobs and there were these regulars at the bar and they were like bianca you're so you know you're so sweet you have a great personality you have you know like your baby daddy is with you why aren't you guys engaged and I was like, oh, you know, it's fine. He just, you know, I have a lot of debt. So he said that I should pay off my debt. Um, my credit score is kind of low. So he said I should have my credit score higher. Um, I need to cook more. So I'm trying to learn how to cook. And, you know, I've been so tired coming home. And, you know, I'm trying to, like, you know, clean more. And then they stopped me and they were like, Bianca, you know, that's messed up, right? I'm like, really? You think so? They're like, no, like, they're supposed to love you for who you are and not have all of these checklists for you in order to get engaged. And I was like, Oh, wow. Okay. And so I thought about that and I thought about it and I thought about it and I started to see it. And it's like, I kind of got out of my head a little bit and stood a little bit far back. And I was like, Oh, that is exactly what they're talking about. And now Mm -hmm. I realize that how I feel in this relationship isn't normal. I shouldn't feel anxiety all the time. I shouldn't feel guilty for closing at the bar at 2.30 in the morning, going to sleep at 3.30, and then having him wake me up at 8 o'clock in the morning because my daughter's awake and I just want like an extra hour or two, which is which is fine. But also it was it was just a different we just handled things differently. 
if that makes sense. Does that make sense at all? I feel like definitely makes sense. And I'm so glad that those people at that bar asked you that question. Yeah, me too. Cause I also, at the same time I was in nursing school also. And so trying to bartend and then having a baby and then nursing school. And I just, it was like, I was on a highway and then it was like the exit is there. And it's like, Oh my God, like, where am I? Where right, like you need, <laughs> you needed Syria to tell you to get off at Exa- that exit. Exactly. But, like how did I end up? wasn't on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's like, how did I end up five miles from where I was even supposed to stop? And it's like waking up and be like, Oh wait, how did I end up here with my life? Yeah. And like is you're this on autopilot? Exactly. And is this where I want to keep going? And yeah, I think that it's such a beautiful thing when you actually realize that because it's like, okay, if, if I realize that I don't have to be with this person and if it's not working and, you know, if you just follow what feels good and genuine, then I mean, life can be so fulfilling, you know, life can be fulfilling. I have this amazing seven year old that's so funny and she's hilarious. And yes, it didn't work out with her father, but also she gets to see what it would be like to have almost like because I consider him one of my best friends, no matter what we've been through. Like he's he's helped me through a lot and vice versa. And he understands my brain. I understand his despite our differences. But she gets to see what it would be like to, you know, have that connection to someone, whether yeah. it be, you know, for us, it's strictly platonic. And I think it's great for her to see that it's OK to not want to be together romantically and to work together as a team towards a goal, like raising her and parenting. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's beautiful. And that's something that everyone can benefit from learning. And obviously I'm, I'm sure as you know, through your work, what we see and experience as young children does impact the way we think and the way we view life. And so it is amazing that you've been able to create this great, experience for her that's not tainted because the two of you didn't work out but she's getting to learn other things that will probably be useful for her later in life oh yeah I'm trying to teach her how to be more of like okay let's go out and and see some nature oh look it's the moon like why don't we you know say some grateful things to the moon why don't we go take a walk let's you know just appreciate smaller things so she can put her happiness in things around her rather than someone else trying to make her happy feel better and make her happy. Absolutely. What has happened in your dating life since you decided, okay, wait, this isn't working out with her dad. Let's move on from that though. I, you know, it, I imagine it was not as easy as one, two, three, but what has unfolded since then for you? It's been quite the journey. So, um, after him, uh, I mean, I was still in that mindset of you got to find someone, you got to be in a relationship. And I mean, I realized now one thing that I did realize recently that I, i obviously I was codependent and that comes from seeing my parents and seeing them together and, you know, just, that mindset of if you stay with someone, you stay with someone. And like, even if that doesn't work out, you got to find someone else. Like being single is not okay. It's kind of looked down upon. So I started dating this guy. Um, He was a nice, he was okay. Like he was my boyfriend during nursing school. And there were so many red flags that I didn't, that I kind of ignored because I was just situationally, I was not, I just had a lot going on. I had nursing school work, you know, trying to co-parent in the very first stages. And so I started dating this guy. He was great. But this is the relationship that made me kind of more aware of how I'm handling things and how I talk to a partner, rather it being so about me. Um, You know, he was an iron worker and he was in the military. And one thing that he had a problem with was communicating. And as a psych nurse and as a person who just is very open about things, that was really hard. And 
So I would try to talk to him about things and it would, it was always arguing. Like he always thought I was trying to argue. I'm like, no, I'm just, I'm just trying to tell you how I feel. Like I do not feel good right now. This, I'm just telling you what I need from you. And I don't think that that should be a problem. So we kind of nursing school really, really put a strain on that because how are you, how was I supposed to juggle a new relationship, a baby, and then nursing school at the same time? It was impossible. It was impossible. We were just doomed to not work out. So I realized that, yes, I did take out a lot of my stress on him. He was almost like my emotional punching bag. And that drove him away, but he never talked to me about it. He never brought that up to me, how he felt. We would just, he would just let me have attitude with him and then resent me eventually and bottle it up. And then it came to a point that there was one weekend where we, something was off. Like we got in an argument on a Friday night and he didn't talk to me all Saturday. And I was blowing up his phone. And back then I was crazy. I blew him up. I probably called him about like 40 times, texted him like 90 times, something insane like that. So he finally got back to me at night. He's like, hey, you know, like you're that is that is what are you doing? Like, I'm just I just needed a break from you. I just can't have a break. I'm like, no, it's fine. Just tell me like I get it. I just I thought you died. Like, I thought something happened to you. So um, after that, it was like a slow decline of, you know, just talking to each other, always getting irritable with each other. And there, I felt it, but I wanted to work on it. I was like, please, like, just tell me what's going on. Like, what is, what's happening? Like, just tell me. And he wouldn't. And he would just go more distant and distant. And it's funny because around this time where we broke up, I was doing my mental health rotation for clinical. And eventually the way that I found out he was cheating on me because he was cheating on me. Well, first I went to, um, I had to go to immediate care because I had like, this is probably TMI, but I had BV (laughs) bacterial vaginosis. Mm -hmm. And I, the nurse was like, are you seeing someone? Like, yeah, you know, I have a boyfriend. She's like, well, are they seeing other people? Because, you know, this, you know, this is a bacterial infection. You can get it through this and, you know, other bacteria that's introduced to it. I mean, and then, or it could be through like older clothes. And I was like, oh, it it has to be like, maybe I put on a pair of like old leggings or something when I went to go work out. So I told him, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was it. That's probably, I'm like, okay. And I was joking and I was like, oh, you're not cheating on me, are you? And he's like, no, no, of course not. So fast forward a couple of weeks, um, it was, it was one of those days where I was just feeling so down and we went to, my sister and my mom went to a casino for dinner and my sister used to work at this hair salon and one of the girls that she worked with got a job at a brewery and, um, it's a brewery in Indiana, like where somewhere it's somewhere far from here. So we go out to dinner and then my sister is like, Hey, I had this friend ask me if you're still dating, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, why? She shows me this picture of him no. at their bar that she, at the brewery that she works with, with one of her coworkers. So uh. I accidentally found out that he was cheating on me by my sister's friend who just so happens to be working at the place in a different state the girl oh that he's God. dating yeah and not only that he she already went over to his house for easter back then she met no. his family he had a whole nother relationship yeah a whole oh my god Holy i was heartbroken. i was devastated this was the most painful heartbreak i've had and you know even you know my baby daddy we we split okay this was so painful so painful It was just so many layers to it. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? 
Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. I actually heard a story on another podcast the other day, a girl called in to ask for advice because she went to the gynecologist and they did a STD test and Mm. she had chlamydia and she's been with her boyfriend for two years and she had never asked him to get tested when they first started dating. She hadn't been tested since they first started dating. Mm -hmm. And so she asked her doctor, she's like, is it possible that like he's had this for two years and it was like dormant and that whole Mm -hmm. time. And uh, some doctors, she got multiple opinions. Some doctors said yes. Some doctors said no. And, you know, she told him and told her parents, her friends, everyone seems to trust him that maybe some Mm -hmm. weird medical anomaly happened where like he had this two years ago. And for some reason it didn't spread to her until now, but she was like, I don't know if I, shouldn't trust him anymore because of this Mm -hmm. but I never would have known had that doctor not insisted on giving me that STD panel yeah and it's so crazy to think about like how many relationships or how many cheaters get exposed that way oh yeah and then you always hear of the people that I say like oh you know it's probably from a toilet seat it's probably from this it's like it's mm -mm. not it's not come on man just tell me at this point yeah Okay, so this breakup broke you. Oh, yeah. It was, this was the one where, you know, like, it was so bad. And I was still in that mindset of, like, I can treat a guy whoever I want. I don't have to be worrying about his feelings or emotions because he's a guy. So I looked back and I was like, you know what? I was kind of sour with him. I could have been nicer to him. I did not handle well. And I wasn't aware of my emotions back then. So yes, that is something that I could have worked on. But also, I, I just don't think anyone deserves that to feel that way. I no one deserves that is like the, the worst feeling I would never would put that feeling on my worst enemy, just the betrayal, the heartbreak, the it's not even just about her, the other girl and him anymore. It's about me, you know, like, what is it about me that made him want to do it? Like, I get that I was, you know, I had attitude or whatever, whatever he didn't like, but also like, did I deserve this? You know, like, is this something that is supposed to happen to me and I'm just supposed to be okay with it? Because also the things that he was saying, like, it was, it was like the gaslighting and like the deflecting and the, well, you did this and you did that. And when you're so heartbroken, you're just like, really it was me like I'm so sorry and that goes along with you know the whole like tunnel vision of love and believe it or not I tried to get back together with him I I believe it I I fully believe it because when we when we're caught up in it it's so hard to see the outside and it's so hard to take a step back and zoom out and realize like I'm not even happy Yeah. And I deserve so much more. And it's so interesting to me that when you guys were kind of going through that rough patch that you mentioned, he didn't really want to talk through it. And Mm -mm. instead it was like, okay, let's like, we both know this is happening, but let's not do anything about it. When wouldn't it have been easier for him to just break up with you if he already had another girlfriend? Oh, absolutely. I just, before before I even started, you know, thinking about this stuff, like I, I didn't understand it. Like I, I just couldn't understand how someone can do that to someone and then just 
keep seeing me and keep talking to me. And I would make jokes all the time, like, oh, what are you doing, cheating on me? And he would laugh about it. But he was cheating on me. Um, but I, I'm sorry, I forgot the question. I'm so sorry. Was there I a question? I don't even know. I don't even know, but it's, well, I do have a question though. How did you get through it? My friends, my friends, 100%. And that's why I am so, so, so 300%. Do not lose your friends. Do not, no guy is ever worth losing your friends over, no matter what, no matter how bad you want to get, no matter how bad you think that you're behind in life and you want to just catch up to everyone. Because at the end of the day, when, when I was in a hard spot and I felt so alone and I felt incredibly low and incredibly depressed, I would reach out to my friends and they genuinely helped me through it. And they helped talk me through it. And you need that third party point of view to kind of be like, all right, I, I get that you're feeling kind of sad, but also the world isn't over, which is very cliche to say, but also people have gone through heartbreaks all the time. It's not, you're not going to be the first one. You're not going to be the last one too. Um, trying to do things to kind of improve myself helped me a lot too. Um, you know how people have like those revenge bodies and work out. I did that too. But also I had like the revenge career focus because I was mm -hmm. in nursing school. So I was like, okay, well, you're going to cheat on me. Fine. I'm going to fucking do amazing at my career. And I'm going to, you know, just make my worth something that is more than my boyfriend. I want to be known for something other than who I'm dating. And that's, it, it took me such a long time to get to this spot, but that was a heartbreak where I, it completely changed me for the better, no matter how hard it was and how much it just killed me inside. That was one where it's like, okay, I, I needed to go through that. I can't imagine not going through that. I'm smiling so much because I've been right where you were too. And looking back, it's like, I didn't even know I could feel that much pain. And I didn't mm -hmm. know that feeling a rock bottom like that was possible. But would I do it all over again to become the person I am today? Absolutely. Yeah. And that's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's just character it development. Really, yeah, it really does shape you so much. And you learn not only how strong you are, you learn who and what is important to you yes, and yes. uplifts you mm -hmm. and you learn what you do and don't deserve and what you do and don't value. And it's so crazy. I actually used to have this whole philosophy of, I don't care like if the per I don't care how many relationships the person I, I wanted, I'm going to date next has been in. Like, I don't, there are all these things I don't care about them. Like what I want to know is like, have they had their heart broken? Exactly. And that is one thing too, where I, it's such a hard thing to separate being a psych nurse and being a regular woman. What trauma have you been through? What trauma have you been through? And what are you doing to make it better? And are you aware of this? But how yeah. are you supposed to say that to like a first date? You know, you can't. You really can't. You can't because you don't want to bond either. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. And yes. It, and it's funny because over time I've learned like maybe someone hasn't had their heart broken by someone romantically, but that doesn't mean they haven't gone through shit. Mm -hmm. And so I think I, I kind of changed my mindset to be like, I just want to know that this person has actually had to like work through something and like get to the other side and experience tough shit because life is not easy and it only gets harder from here. And I don't know where I would be had I not had that one like defining heartbreak and horrible experience because yeah. it really led me to doing this. I exactly. can't imagine my life without this. Yeah. And I feel like the more that you date around and the more that you see people, you do got kind of get a, list going of what you do want and what you don't want. And I just wish we can just pick out all the, the qualities and a guy that we want and then just put them together and make like one perfect guy <laughs> and just have, but even, but even the perfect person isn't perfect. You're right. You're right. A hundred percent. 
Um, Gotta play I mean, devil's advocate there. Yeah, I did have um, I did have a boyfriend after you know the shitty one. This, yeah, where this one taught me that even if they do check off a lot of things on your list, whatever they have going inside them, if it's not resolved or doesn't know they don't know how to deal with it, that can kind of come out too. Um, yeah, he. I actually lived with him in his house and my daughter lived with him in his house too. When we had, when I had her like during the week and you know, like we had like the fence with two dogs, we had both great jobs and, you know, just, I felt like that was it for me. And I felt like just the way that we were and our humor, it lined up so well, our humor, our love languages, communication was great too. But also he was severely depressed and severely anxious and had such bad social anxiety to the point where I would warn people before we went to like a gathering, like, hey, like he's not he's not like an asshole or anything. He just has like social anxiety. Like, yeah, he has like he just has a hard time. And I found myself just catering to him more and how he feels and trying to make him comfortable. Um that that's where I kind of lost myself. And instead of trying to lift him out of this depression, it, I was sinking in it and I felt it and I would get more and more anxious. And I, like, I, I was so heartbroken after that last one with the one that cheated on me that I didn't know if I can handle another breakup like that again. So I kept with it and I stuck with it and it did seem like it was great. And when it was good, it was good, but also, his overreactions were bad. Like we were in Milwaukee one time and I said something like he was, he had, he did something or said something to me. And I said, while we were walking down the street, why are you like, why are you so mean to me? And he turned to me. He's like, "Uh, what, what? I cannot believe you just said that in front of other people. So he stormed off. He went back to the hotel and he was going to leave me in Milwaukee. He was going to rent a car and drive back to Chicago and leave me there in the city. So at that point, I was like, so yeah, I was so like, I was just beginning to be in my fuck, fuck trying to make a guy happy, make yourself happy phase. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck it, fine, go ahead, go ahead. I'll Bye. stay, I'll stay in the city. I'll, I'll see what I want to see. I'll go out to eat by myself. Like that, that doesn't scare me anymore. That doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. And so, Ultimately, that was what was our downfall. Like he wouldn't, he was not open to therapy. He was not open to medications. And I just, I felt it. I felt the black cloud over me. And yeah, we, I, we, I broke up with him. And then actually six months later. Good for you though, for finally, for finally walking away. Yeah. Because that was what you were so afraid to do before. Oh, so scared. So scared. But then. I started getting, after we broke up, I started getting like these like rose colored glasses and I was like, well, is, was it really that bad? So my dumbass, we tried again. <laughs> we tried again six we months later. We didn't learn. We yep. didn't learn. <laughs> yep. And I mean, I was more aware of what was going on and he was too, yeah. but I feel like just in our part, it, when we were apart, we grew apart and there was a lot of resentment there and it was a lot of the same reactions that he had and i was just so sick of it to the point where i was just like what are you mad at me now what did i do yeah. just please tell me did part of you because of your job did part of you want to fix him oh absolutely 100% not even just with him just like with my friends too but him i was it's so hard trying to separate it because it's like, I see the potential in you. Like, I know you, I love you. And I, I know what you need to do to get better. And I can tell you, and I can take your hand and lead you there, but it's not going to help if you don't, if you don't want to do it. And it, it, he just, he didn't want to. And I just don't know. Sometimes do I kind of take a step back as the nurse and, you know, not try to fix him and accept him for who he is or what, what, 
you know, like, what do I do? Like, do I let him be this way? Cause he's his own person and he's independent and I can't control him. Or do I try to do the best that I can and say my piece? And then if he doesn't want to do it, don't do it. You know, just, it's so hard. It's so hard when you know, Oh, like there's so much here and there's this person is getting in their own way mm -hmm. and like I can shepherd them to the the rainbows and butterflies but but you can't yeah if they don't want to you can no you and really that can that sucks and it's so painful to learn that because we want the people we love to be their best selves yeah but We've also been on the flip side of that where other people have wanted to shepherd us over that oh, bridge and we're mm -hmm. like, absolutely not. Yep. And I tell <laughs> my patients that, there. Yeah. I tell my patients that all the time. Like I have been where you're at right now, especially the ones that, I mean, yeah. the patients that have gone through heartbreaks, like I get it. I 100% get it. it. It doesn't just because I'm a nurse doesn't mean that I'm impervious to all this. I get sucked into the tunnel vision. I get sucked into the rose-colored glasses. There's an actual chemical reaction that happens when you fall in love with dopamine and serotonin. And it's it's so powerful. And like I said before, that is terrifying to me to have someone have that much power over you. Um, yeah. But, you know, I try not to take away from what they're going through and just be like, oh, it's, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. It's okay, I... I know what it's like to feel alone and I know what it's like to feel so sad, but I also know what it feels like to have that one person or that one influence to be like, listen, girl, wake up. You need to realize this or you need to realize that. And I know what it feels like to have such good support and have that love around you and that, you know, safety net of others and the connections you make with other people that I just, I want them to get where I'm at. And I want, them to just know that you're not alone and even though it may feel like it and no one else can feel the way that you feel right now is just there's so there's just so much more in the world to just worry about and there's so much more in the world that can make it beautiful you know you don't need a guy to do things with you you don't need a relationship to you know go out to dinner with like just be happy with yourself and you know like with my hobbies and everything that I'm trying to do like it just I feel more fulfilled by myself and until I meet someone that can complement that or accept that instead of trying to you know change what I do and my lifestyle and how I live I am so excited and so optimistic for the future does that make sense at all 100 percent. and okay. in the meantime you're focusing on your present and enjoying it yeah and, and just I love that so yeah, much just life life can be so much more beautiful and it just it, it doesn't have to be like that and once you get over the thought of like you have to be with someone like it that's yeah. I feel like that's when your life starts like you you finally have a chance to be you and not be influenced by your boyfriend at the time and pick up his habits and his characteristics and little things that he does, you can actually be like, okay, this is me without any influences. And like, what kind of person do I want to be? What kind of person do I want to just build up to be? What do I want to do? Like that is even to me, that's more of a powerful thing than actual love. And that is, yeah, I, I've always looked at, you know, women or CEOs that, don't have any kids or marriages or relationships and you see how far they are, but it's like, now I get it. Like you don't have any of this other bullshit to worry about. Yeah. And yeah, but yeah, I fall for it too. Like even when I was a psychiatric ADON, um, I found myself crying over another one of my exes that was a meathead and he was so, <laughs> he was so, Oh God, nothing behind those eyes. Just so simple so simple <laughs> but then here I was I was I'm a yep. nursing administrator making all these big decisions I have my own work laptop I have to dress cute for work and then I'm crying over this fucking guy who lives with his mom <laughs> in her basement what the fuck is wrong with me like I know like, it's so what? funny how we end up in those situations like the number of people I've cried over I wish I could count it up and be like wow 
It's so embarrassing to think about, yes, but we get so caught no, up and that's, it's human. Too. It's human. Yes. And then <laughs> like in back in that time, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? But then I did have to realize like, okay, like this is a normal feeling. Like it's not just me. Yes. I just need to like, just soak in it, accept what I'm feeling right now. And then just realize that I'm worth more. Yeah, absolutely. Bianca. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> Before you go, I have to ask, Mm -hmm. though I don't know what it's going to be because you've already like dropped bombs of wisdom. I'm so sorry. (laughs) What is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you have to share? Oh, that is such, I love that question. Think of what's important to you in your life and what you value and things about yourself that you want to keep especially when you get in a relationship and think about the qualities that you want to take with you. Because if you're with someone, sometimes, you know, you kind of get lost in being with that person, but always have your home base, which is you and nurture your home base and make it to where if something were to happen, you're okay with being alone and you're excited to be alone. Like when I got to, a point where I was happy to be alone. I was like, hell yeah, I'm going to be single again. This is great. Like summer's coming up. I got my friends coming out, you know, like I, there's so much to do in the summer with my daughter. Um, just be genuine, just be genuine, be yourself, be, and I know that sounds so cliche, but just so important. Like who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Just you are the only thing that matters in your story your main character and if it doesn't feel right don't do it just don't do it that's my thing <laughs> that's beautiful i love that if it doesn't feel right don't do it yeah, i love just, that so yeah. much mm-hmm. thank you so much for being here and for sharing everything you've learned with us um i have no doubt that there are people who need to hear it and thank you just for everything you do and for the, all the people that you help i they're very lucky to have you on their oh, side and on their thank team. Thank you so much. Thanks for, for listening to me. I feel like I talk so much. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, that's all I do. That's what <laughs> I do for a living. <laughs> Love passing yeah, the mic over. Hell yeah. <laughs> to, to everyone who listened, thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget, if you have a story you want to share on an unfiltered episode, please email me. I would love to hear from you. Seeing other people podcast at gmail.com. Love you all. And I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people. Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah, that too, Scout, that too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!